Gabe Miller here, and I want to personally thank you for checking out our podcast. And I also want to encourage you to click the subscribe button so that each week's message will automatically show up in your feed. Another great way to stay connected with this is on our website at yourimpactchurch.com and on all of our social media outlets at Your Impact Church. I hope this message today encourages you, inspires you, and challenges you. Let's jump into the message. <laughs> so I just scared some of y'all to death. Y'all are like, oh, okay. Man, I am pumped up about today and what I feel like the Lord has given me to share with you. And tonight, night of worship, you're going to want to be here. It's going to be powerful uh, as we gather together and just lift up the name of Jesus. And that's how we're going to end our fast is tonight, corporately together. We're going to gather together. We're going to worship him and uh, end the fast together in that way. And then there's going to be a lot of people go eat something uh, (laughs) that tastes really, really good after night of worship. Come on, can I get an amen right there? Uh, I had some people asking me today, you know, what is it that you've missed? What is it that you're craving? And I'm like, ah, the list is too long for me to say, but uh, it's been a good 21 days. How many of you have felt like it's been a hard 21 days? Come on, has it had its moments where it's been hard or has it just been me? Come on, we can be honest in church. There have been days where I have have told my wife, she'll say, what's wrong? And I'm like, I don't even know. I'm just angry today. I just want a chicken sandwich today. That's all I want today (laughs) in Jesus' name, right? Uh, it's, it's been a struggle at times, but how many of you know that whenever you're doing something to draw closer to God, the enemy is going to also fight against you, and, uh, and we don't fight against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and things and, and spirits that we cannot see. And so uh, I believe that even if, even if you haven't felt like what you felt like or what you thought you would feel like coming out of 21 days of prayer and fasting, continue to seek God. He's faithful. He's good. Come on. He's not the problem. We can say it that way today. God is not the problem. Uh, he wants to encounter you. He wants to love on you. He, uh, he has so many great things in store for your life. I believe that with all my heart. But tonight, we're excited, 6 p.m., uh, right here, uh, night of worship to end the fast. And then today, after this second service, uh, we're going to gather at 1 p.m. at the new facility. And if you don't know where the new facility is, it is 1721 Lamar Avenue. And so if you want to jot that down or put that somewhere so you'll know, we're going to gather over there and we're going to pray. Everybody that wants to, we're going to gather inside of there. There's not going to be anything going on in there today, so it should be safe and uh, you'll kind of be able to see what's been going on in the building, for one. And then uh, we're going to gather together and pray and pray over that facility. And we are going to, uh, we'll have some some markers and Sharpies and things so that you can write maybe your favorite scripture verse on uh, one of the wood studs as you kind of walk through the building and pray. And so we're going to take time to do that and just uh, and just really just offer that building to the Lord. We're just believing that he's going to use that building for his glory and for his kingdom. Amen. So today, one o'clock, you can meet us over there. And then the last thing I want to say before getting into the message is uh, grow groups begin next week. And so there is uh, starting next Sunday and that entire week. So depending on what night of the week that group starts on, it'll start uh, whether it's January 31st, February 4th. It'll be different nights of the week. And uh, we did have have another group uh, that was added this last week. And so we're now up to 10 groups that are available for you to choose from to to sharpen each other, be discipled, grow in, in, in the word. And we're excited about this semester. And so I'm going to say it until I'm blue in the face, and until you're tired of me saying it, get in a group, get in a group, get in a group, get in a group, get in a group. There are a lot of great options for wherever, whatever season of life you feel like uh, you're in right now that the Lord is leading you. So get in a group. And if you, uh, maybe you're not leading a group, but you would be interested in hosting, we do have a few groups that are looking for homes 
to be for their group to be hosted in. And so maybe you just want to be a host home to where you're not having to prepare anything, but you're just going to invite 10, 15 people over to your house and let that group happen uh, at your house and you'll just be the home that that happens at. If that, if you're interested in that, please let us know so that we can let those groups know and we can find a, a good fit for everyone's group. Amen. Well, we have been in a series that we've called Devoted. Somebody say Devoted. Devoted. And we do have, there are shirts at the back today. We like to do this every single year for our word for the year. Uh, just as a reminder, as you wear that thing all year long, of, of what it is that we are, we are devoting ourselves to. And so you can get those. There'll be somebody back there that can help you uh, check out on those. Those are only $15 to grab. There's three different, different options back there that you can choose from. And so I would encourage you to do that. Uh, you know, basically, we're just covering the cost of that, but we want you to have the shirt. I'll, I enjoy wearing the shirt because every time I wear it, it reminds me of what this year represents and what God is speaking to, uh, to our church in this year. And it's a great reminder to me. And so be sure and get that today if you want one of those. But we're in a series called Devoted, and I want us to start back at our theme verses that we have read every single week, and we will read every single week. Just as a reminder, it's in Acts chapter 2, starting in verse 42. And it says, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders, and all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. And we've discovered that this word devoted, if you, if you study into this word, devoted means to continue to do something with intense effort with the possible implication of despite difficulty, to devote oneself to, to keep on, to persist in. And so as we've been going through these, these topics each week of what we're going to be devoted to, what's important for us to be devoted to, we're saying, listen, this is with intense effort, in spite of difficulty, persistently, consistently, these are things that we need to be devoted to. And so the things that we've been talking about are prayer, gathering together, generosity, discipleship, and community. And so we've talked about being devoted to prayer and being devoted to gathering and community last weekend. And I would encourage you to check those out if you haven't already. And today, as we continue this series, I've titled this message, Devoted to Generosity devoted to generosity. And we're going to begin in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And many of us are familiar with this, but I want to I want to talk to you about three things today that I think will encourage you. I think they will help you and maybe you're familiar with some of this and uh, maybe you've studied on some of these things before, but maybe this will be an encouragement to you. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, let's read verses 6 through 11. This is what it says. It says, "Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop." But the one who plants generously, somebody say generously, will get a generous crop, right? Makes sense. If you plant a little, you, you get a little. If you, if you generously plant, then you get a generous. This works. This is just a principle really in the earth. I mean, if you, if you go to plant a garden, you're only going to reap off of what you have planted. You can't plant 
three plants and expect 23 things to grow in your garden, right? I mean, you have to, you're going to get a return on what it is that you have sown. It goes on, it says, you must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. This is why we've told you for the last several weeks leading up to Give Big Weekend, don't feel any pressure. There is no pressure on you. The only thing that, that, that I believe God wants from you is just obedience. Obedience, that's all it is. There's no goal. There's no, well, we need it. The only thing that we're asking you to do as a church is let's just all be obedient. Let's just start the year off being obedient and continue all year long being obedient in what God asks us to do. It goes on in verse 8, and God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. As the scriptures say, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. For God is the one, somebody say God is the one, who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. I want to read that again. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. And when we take our gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. I want to give you three points, and I'm not going to speak to you long, and we're going to have a time where you're going to be able to, to, to give as we worship here at the end. But I want to give you three points today as we talk about being devoted to generosity. And here's point number one. You are blessed to be a blessing. You are blessed. Come on, look at your neighbor right now and say, you are blessed to be a blessing. And if you don't understand this, if we don't, if we don't comprehend this and really understand this in our lives, then we will think that everything that we receive is for us to consume. If you don't understand the concept, and listen, this is not like a God is mad at you and God needs your resources and God needs all. No, God owns it all. It all belongs to him. But if we, don't, if we don't first grasp the concept that I am actually blessed so that I can be a blessing to others, then I will think that everything that comes to me is for me to consume. That every paycheck, every generous gift that somebody gives me, everything that comes my way, I just get to consume, 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 consume. If I don't understand that there, there's, there's, there's something that I need to pray about in this moment. Because I am blessed to be a blessing. This is what Genesis chapter 12 and verse 2 says. The Bible says, I will make you into a great nation, talking to Abraham. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. So God says, I'm going to bless you, and you are going to be a blessing to others. I'm going to make you I'm going to I'm going to make you great. I'm going to bless you and then you are going to be a blessing to others. And I was thinking this last week as I was kind of putting this together and 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 tying it all together. I was thinking, you know, this question might be one that they're asking, "Well, God, how am I going to be a blessing to others?" Right? You ever ask this question in your heart? You're like, "I feel like I'm supposed to be a blessing. I feel like that's that's the direction that God is leading me. I feel like it's supposed to be a lifestyle for me. But how can I be a blessing 
for other people. Can I, just, can I just simply tell you, it's based off of the blessing that you have received from God. How am I going to be a blessing to you by the way that God blesses me? Because when he blesses me, then in turn, I can be a blessing to you. And when he blesses you, then you can be a blessing to somebody else if we're being obedient as the Holy Spirit leads us and guides us. Let's look at a, a portion of 2 Corinthians chapter 9 that we just read a few moments ago. I want to read the latter portion of it, starting in verse 8. It says, And God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need. And it could stop there. But it doesn't stop there. It says God is going to provide generously for you so that you will have everything that you need and, somebody say and, and plenty left over to share with others. <laughs> have you ever thought about your life as God wants to bless me in, in, in these areas so that I will have everything that I need and plenty left over? To share with other people, to be a blessing to other people, to be generous to other people. As the scriptures say, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. And when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. Here's, here we see that God is our ultimate provider. And what does he provide? In, in this, I notice two things that, that God is going to provide. There's going to be seed and bread. Seed and bread. God is going to provide seed to sow and bread to eat. He's going to provide what you need and enough that you'll have plenty left over to be generous toward other people. Toward other things that God puts on your heart. Toward other people that God places in your life. There's going to be, he, he says, he's going to provide for you and there's going to be bread to eat and there's going to be seed to sow. And so I started thinking of it in this way. I thought, you don't need to eat your seed. How many of you know it doesn't do you a whole lot of good to eat your seed? And it doesn't do you a whole lot of good either to go plant your bread. <laughs> you get a loaf of bread and this is bread and God's providing for your needs. And you have this loaf of bread that God has provided for you. And you're like, you know what, I think I'm going to go plant this bread in the ground. How many of you know God did not call you to go plant the bread that he gave you in the ground? And he didn't call you, he didn't give you seed so that you can stuff all the seed in your mouth and consume it all. He's going to provide you bread and seed. Bread to take care of you and seed so that you can be generous, so that you can sow it. So that you will reap a harvest off of what it is that you have sown. And how do we know the difference? You know, right? As I think about this, I'm thinking, how, how am I going to know the difference? If I receive something, if God is blessing me in my life, how do I know? It's like, how do I know if it's bread or if it's seed? I don't want to eat my seed and I don't want to plant my bread because neither one of those are going to do any good. So how do I know? Listen, it's one word, and we talked about it two weeks ago. Prayer. Ask. How many of you believe that if you, if you receive something before you go just spend it or go do this or I'm going to just sow into this, I'm going to give to this, I'm going to, this is for me to eat. Before you make any decisions, how many of you believe that it's important that you ask? 
that you ask, what is it that you want me? Is this something that you are providing for our family's needs? That you're providing for, and we're, this is bread that we're supposed to eat. You're trying to take care of us. Or is this something that you want us to sow and be generous with? You have, to, you have to pray, you have to ask God, whenever you receive something, just say, is this bread or is this seed? Do you want me to eat this or do you want me to plant this? Do you want me to eat this or do you want me to sow this? Is this for our needs or is this for somebody else's needs that you're just trying to pass it through me to meet somebody else's need? When you receive your paycheck, ask the Lord, what part of this is bread? For my needs and what part of this is seed for me to plant when you receive a financial blessing ask what what part of this is bread and what part of this is seed and god is telling us that with him as our provider that we're going to have everything we need and plenty left over this is the way god wants to work in your life and we're going to talk about two more things in just a moment that i think are going to kind of tie this together and build off of it but this is the way god wants to work in your life he wants to not only just meet your need but he wants to pass stuff through you he wants to give you blessings so that you can be a blessing to somebody else he wants to use your life to be a blessing to somebody else but he's not going to leave you hanging out here he's going to take care of you he's our provider he's going to give you what you need and plenty left over so that you can be a blessing to other people i like luke chapter 3 verses 10 and 11 it says the crowds asked him then what are we to do right he's he's given some instruction john is giving some instruction and he's talking to these people and they get to this point and they say okay then what are we to do and john replied the man who has two tunics is to share with him who has none and he who has food is to do the same. In other words, I picture it this way in my mind. So you just have to go with me for a minute. The person that has two tunics, let's just, let's just say, you, let's just call it jackets. We're in the middle of winter right now and you've got two coats hanging up in your closet. And this is what I believe the word of God is speaking to us today. For those who have two coats, it's not for you to rotate. It's not so that you have options. What if God has given you extra so that you can be a blessing to somebody else? Let me ask it this way. Have you asked him if the reason you have three jackets hanging up in your closet is for you to have options or for you to be a blessing? And he may tell you, no, these are for you. And if he does... Thank you, Lord, for blessing me. Or he may tell you, you need to give one of those away. You need to be a blessing to somebody else. I have put somebody on your heart. And many, of, many times we have already felt this, this unction from the Holy Spirit. Well, I really don't, you know, like we, we, have, we have everything that we need and we have extra. And, and, and are we supposed to do something with this? Just ask and see what God would tell you. You and I are blessed so that we can be a blessing. We could say it this way, once again, that God doesn't just want to provide what you need. He also wants to provide extra so you can be generous in your life with stuff that you're passionate about, with stuff that he puts on your heart, with, with, with people that come across your path so that you can be a blessing to them. And so you, are, you and I, we are blessed to be a blessing. Here's point number two. Is that generosity begins with good stewardship. So you're blessed to be a blessing 
and you want to be generous, I think there are a lot of us that we, we have a desire to be generous to some degree. We want to be a blessing. We, don't, we, we like, you know, the idea of meeting a need that we see and, allow, and God putting it on our heart to go buy that meal for somebody or go pay for that room for somebody or, or take somebody and, and bless them with, with, with groceries or, you know, whatever it is. We have this desire within us because we're created in the image of God to be a blessing to other people. But generosity begins with good stewardship. It begins with how you handle what you've been given. And in Proverbs 27, verses 23 and 24, the writer says, Know well the condition of your flock and pay attention to your herds, for wealth is not forever, not even a crown lasts for all time. I was reading this. And I was thinking about what would it look like in my life and what would it look like in your life for us to know well, for us to know well what it is that we have that God has entrusted to us, for us to know well and to pay attention to the condition of things that God has given us, to pay attention and know well. If you don't know what you have and how God has blessed you, then you won't be able to be generous. If you're not paying attention, if you don't know well, what it is that you have, what it is that God has given you, then it's going to be hard for you to be generous. Do you know well what God has provided? Are you paying attention to what you have and where it's going? Are you paying attention to what you have and where it's going? We'll say that a third time. Are you paying attention to what you have and where it's Going and can I just make a shameless plug? There are one of our groups that are that are beginning it next week this semester that can really help you in this area, and it's called Financial Peace University. And one of the things that this curriculum and this material helps guide you through is how you can you can know where your stuff is going. You can know and you can be intentional and you can pay attention and you can know. Where it's going, because if you don't pay attention to where it's going, it's going to be hard for you to be generous. Because I don't really know what I have. It just comes and it goes and it just goes. But if I pay attention, if I know it, then I can be generous. Matthew 25, starting in verse 14, I want to read several verses here and talk about it for just a moment. This is a story. I love this story in the Bible, but it's a hard story to read. <laughs> It's a hard story to apply. It's a hard story to apply to your own life and think, okay, where am I at with this? This is what it says. It says, again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. He then left on his trip. The servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and earned five more. The servant with two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. After a long time, their master returned from his trip and called them to give an account of how he had used, how they had used his money. The servant to whom he had entrusted the five bags of silver came forward with five more and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest, and I have earned five more. 
the master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. The servant who had received the two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest, and I have earned two more. The master said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Then the servant with the one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here is your money back. But the master replied, you wicked and lazy servant, if you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. Then he ordered, take the money from this servant and give it to the one with the ten bags of silver. And then check out verse 29. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance but from those who do nothing even what little they have will be taken away as I was thinking about this I thought God are you going are you going to take all my stuff away if I'm not generous if I'm not asking you if I'm not being intentional with this and you know what I felt like the Lord said to me no it'll just go away the the stuff the resources, the finances, all of this that the Lord has entrusted to me, if I'm not using well and stewarding well what he has given me, those who use well what they have been given will be given even more, right? The one that, that turned the five into ten received the one from the person that did nothing with it. But those who do nothing with what they have been given, theirs will just go away. And I was picturing this in our lives that how we just, if we're going to talk about money for just a moment and, and just talk about finances on a practical level, how many of you know, like, if you're not using well, if you're not stewarding well what God has given you, how many of you have looked at your bank account and whew, it just went away? <laughs> just, you, you, got, you got a week left before you get paid, it just, whew, just, I, I can't be generous, it just all, whew, went away I just I, I don't have anything right generosity begins with stewarding well what you've been given not looking at your neighbor and what they've been given because one person received five one person received two and one person received one was God wrong no it was each divided in proportion to their ability so God said, I'm going to give you this, and I'm going to give the, you this, and I'm going to give you this, and I want you to use well what I've given you and stop comparing it to the person that I gave five. Well, God, I only have two, and I can't be as generous because I only have two, and they have five. God said, I gave you two. If you'll do what I'm asking you to do with two, then you'll be given more, and you'll have an abundance. But if you do nothing with it, then what you have will go away it will go away I love this in verse 29 where the statement is is about good stewardship and that good stewards will have an abundance 
they will be given more and have an abundance. And, and I was asking the question, why will the good stewards of what God has given be given more and have an abundance? And here's what I think the answer is to that. Because God can trust you. He, he gave you two and you used it well and you multiplied it and you did what he asked you to do with it. And God says, wow, let's give them more because if we give them more, they will be faithful and they will be generous and they will steward it well and they will listen to my voice. And so I want them to have an abundance so that I can filter it through them and be a blessing to those that are around them. Good stewards are given more and they have an abundance. Being able to be generous always begins with stewarding well what you have been given. And here's point number three as the worship team comes back today. We know that you and I, we are blessed to be a blessing. And that generosity has to start with good stewardship. If you're not a good steward, then you won't have anything to be generous with. If you're not being a good steward, you won't have, you'll want to be generous. You'll want so bad to be generous, but it just can't happen because I'm not stewarding well what I have. If I want to be generous, I've got to be a good steward. And then here's number three generosity involves predeciding. Predeciding. And we read this at the beginning of the message in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. Where Paul says, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. Now I want to say this before I read the rest of this. If you plant a few seeds, you'll receive a small crop. Can I say this to you though? you got to start somewhere. wherever you're at right now, you, you have to start somewhere. And so maybe all you have right now is a few. If you'll, if, you'll, if you'll sow the few, if you'll be generous with the few, if you'll ask the Lord what it is that you, he wants you to do with the few seeds that you do have, you'll receive a crop off of that, right? And then because you're stewarding well, you're listening to his voice, I believe that he'll want to give you more and that you'll have an abundance, right? He's going to provide everything you need and extra so that you can be a blessing to other people. It goes on to says, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give. I want to read that again because that is so good and that is the Bible. You must each decide, decide in your heart, decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives what? Cheerfully. He says, decide, make a decision, pre-decide. This is what God has put on my heart, and this is what I'm going to give to. This is, th these are the people that God's placed in my life, and I know he's placed in my life, cause, so I'm, I'm to bless them, and I'm to be generous toward them. This is something, like, decide. Decide ahead of time. This is why even with today, even with today, we were saying pray, pray and decide. Pray and decide. Pre-decide. This is what God is telling me, and so this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to decide in my heart. God, what are you telling me? I'm just, okay, this is what I'm feeling. I'm deciding in my heart. This is what I'm going 
to do. Why? Because God loves a person who gives cheerfully. God does not want you giving out of reluctance or out of pressure or feeling like, whoo, I got to do this to be right with God. I got to do this or people are going to think I'm not, I'm not generous. I got to do that. No, it's not about that. God loves a cheerful giver. God, God loves it when you decide in your heart. Ooh, I want to be generous. I'm blessed to be a blessing. How am I going to do this? I'm going to decide in my heart what this is going to look like for me and my family. And we're going to make this decision. And that's what we're going with because that's what God has spoken to our heart. And I believe that some of you, with today specifically, you've asked the Lord and you've predecided. And I know that's what we've done. And several weeks back, you know, we knew this was coming. And we began saying, Lord, what do you like? What is it that you want us to do? What is it that you want us to give? And I, I, and I believe there are, some of, there are some of you that have done that. And maybe there's even, listen to me, maybe there's even a ministry or there's a, uh, there's a cause that, that somebody is pushing forward or there's, there's something that, that just for some reason in your heart, you are just so passionate about that thing. You are so passionate about ending that. You are so passionate about poverty. You are so passionate about, about being a part of that movement. You are so passionate about, listen, there are a lot of great things that you can give to and you can be generous to. That's why we say, listen to the Holy Spirit. Listen to the Holy Spirit. He's the one who's calling you into generosity and he's gonna show you where. He'll tell you where. He'll show you how much. He'll show you what to do and what not to do. And, but it's living, it's, I believe that God wants us to live this life of generosity. Now listen, if it's not you, and, and even with, with Give Big Weekend today, and you, you didn't pre-decide, and maybe you're here today, maybe you're here for the first time, and you're like, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know what Sunday I was coming on. Why didn't somebody tell me that I was coming on the Sunday <laughs> that they call Give Big Sunday? Or some of you, you've been reluctant, and you've been, you know, like, I don't really know. I don't really, I don't really get it. I don't really under, you know, I just, I don't know what that, like, I, I believe that, I believe that the Holy Spirit can speak to your heart here in just a moment, right now, while you're sitting there, here in a moment when we all stand and we worship, that the Holy Spirit can put something on your heart, and He can say, this is what I want you to do. And I believe He can do that, but I, I also believe there's power in pre-deciding. So some of you, even right now, you can still pre-decide in your heart. You can decide in your heart right now, God, what are you calling me to do? What are you asking me to do? What is going to be honoring to you and just obedient? I just want to be obedient. And if you study into 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and what is written about giving and generosity, here's what I believe you'll discover about you being generous. Three things, that it maximizes your joy, it helps others, and it brings honor and praise to God. When you're generous, when God provides for everything that you need and he gives you enough so that you can be a blessing to other people and you're obedient in that, I think it maximizes your joy. It definitely helps others. And it definitely brings honor and praise to God. Why? Because you're being obedient. You're being obedient to his word. You're being obedient to his voice. And just a couple more verses and then we're gonna sing. In Psalm 37, 21, it says, the wicked borrow and never repay, but the godly are generous givers. In Matthew 6, 19 through 21, many of us are familiar with this. And there are many different directions we could go with these three verses, but I just want to read them to you and allow the Holy Spirit to just 
pierce your heart in the way that he wants to. It says, don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be also. Wherever your treasure is, whatever you're passionate about, whatever you're investing into, whatever you're sowing into, if we could say it that way, that's where your heart will be. That's where your heart will be. And so how do you store treasures for yourself in heaven? I believe one way is by predeciding that when it comes to your resources, you're gonna be about kingdom things. It's predeciding God's gonna give me enough to meet my needs and he's gonna give me extra so that I can sow into the kingdom some way, somewhere, somebody's life, somebody's needs, somebody, I'm gonna be generous with my life. I'm gonna be generous with what God has given me. I'm gonna ask him, is this bread for me to eat or is this seed for me to sow? And I'm gonna be obedient to whatever he tells me to do, amen. Will you stand to your feet today? I wanna read this. There are three verses I wanna end with and then I'll pray for you. And there's a reason I wanna read these. And uh, this is what it says, 2 Corinthians 8, chapter 10, or chapter eight, verse 10. Paul says, here's my advice. It would be good for you to finish what you started a year ago. Last year, you were the first who wanted to give and you were the first to begin doing it. Now you should finish what you started. Let the eagerness you showed in the beginning be matched now by your giving. Give in proportion to what you have. Whatever you give is acceptable if you give it eagerly and give according to what you have, not what you don't have. Let me ask you this question before we pray. Is there something that God has started in you that you need to finish? Is there something that God has spoken to you that, you, that now is the time to act? Now is the time to do something with it. Now is the time to put it into practice. Maybe for some of you, I believe it's gonna, maybe it's gonna be to begin tithing for the first time. And for you, today is the day. And you know that God is speaking to your heart right now. And he says, listen, will you trust me with the first 10% of what it is that comes in? Will you return that to me so that I can bless the rest and so that you can be a blessing through what it is that I give you? For some, for some of us in the room, today's the day. And you just know the Lord's telling you, hey, today's the day to pick this up. Today's the day to put this into practice. Maybe it's trusting God with a generous gift today. Maybe maybe it's giving something that doesn't even make sense to you. And this is not gonna be to everybody. I know for us, we were talking this last week and we were even thinking to ourselves, we're like, this doesn't even make any sense. This doesn't even make any sense. And then you start trying to make sense of it. And when you start trying to make sense of it, I heard somebody say it this way, said, you probably need to go with, when you're praying about something, probably the first thing you hear is probably the Lord. And then the next 80% is you thinking about it and trying to reason it. It's like the first, the first little percent, it's like you begin to pray and you're like, God, what does he want me to do? And then there's this number that comes in your mind or your heart or whatever. And then you're like, okay, let me think about that. For a moment let me pull up my bank account and see how that's going to work with the rest of what we have going on and what we have planned for this year listen probably the first thing that you hear whenever you ask the lord is probably the lord that's probably what he's speaking to you and then we cloud it out and we distort it and we you know get to thinking about it and, and processing it and all of this stuff and then we talk ourselves out of it or talk ourselves into it or you know whatever the case might be but i would i'm just asking you just 
just ask, even right here in this moment, if you just ask, and whatever it is he tells you to do, just be obedient. You just be obedient. Will you bow your heads and close your eyes? Lord, I just thank you today for your word. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for the opportunity. Lord, today, as a church, as a body, we see it as an opportunity to give generously, to give big. To Lord, we have prayed. We have fasted. And Lord, today we give. We, we give big to you in praise and worship, even tonight. Lord, with our finances, we just say in whatever way it looks like for us and our family that we honor you at the first part of this year in the area of finances. God, we just pray that your will would be done, that you would speak to our hearts in this moment. God, that you would do what only you can do. And I want to say this before we sing. And the only reason I'm saying this is just so you'll know this is no pressure. Ask the Lord. But if he puts it on your heart, something to give today specifically, you can do that. If you have the app, it is very easy to do that on the app. You just click on the give tab and you can put whatever it is there in there and you can select give big offering. You can select that from the drop down menu. If you want to write a check on your way out today, the boxes are out there. You can drop that in. Um, if, if you can go on the website, if you don't have the app, you can go yourimpactchurch.com and you can do it on there. I just want you to know the ways that are available to you, but I want you to ask the Lord. Ask the Lord. Can we do that? So Lord, we just ask you right now, we give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen.